Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to episode 18 of the Tim's Take Podcast. We have a four-month-old. Oh, that's true. We did not have a four-month-old last week. I was trying to think if we did. We had an almost four-month-old. Okay, listener, let's just clear the air. Sitting in this room is one of Rachel's best friends from childhood, Ashley. Hi, Hi Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> she waved, listener, just so you know. This is our first live audience, and I'm maybe a little nervous. Yeah, I can tell, because in the moments where you would usually say something, you're not not saying anything. Like that one. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Okay, just shake it out, Rachel. Just shake it out. Physically move your body. Your shoulders are up. You need to pull them back. Relax. Ashley is actually a listener, devoted listener. So it's going to be okay. All right. Episode 18. Go ahead. We have a four month old. Are you going to cut all that? No. Oh, okay. This is all part of the process. <laughs> we went to it with a pediatrician. 14 pounds, 12 ounces, growing baby. He's great. Blowing raspberries. Yep. We now have to give him prune juice to keep a system moving. Well, we actually don't even know if that's effective yet. That might be a episode 19 <laughs> disaster. Who knows? We have tried to give him prune juice to get a system moving. Yeah. Those are the updates. We think we've given him probably half the prune juice we've tried to give him. And the rest has ended up on multiple burp cloths and his clothing. Yep. Just another day in the life. I never thought I would be one of those people who talked so much about baby poop. And now I am. And I really don't like myself about that. It's it's sad. It's a hard thing to come to terms with. We can edit that out. That makes you sound less that way. No, I just, I realize I do it in conversation. Who were we talking to the other day? Oh, we had an awkward encounter with someone. And I, afterwards I said to Matt, it was so awkward. I almost told them about Oliver's not pooping <laughs> because I just needed to have something to say and that's what's been on my mind. All right, shall we move on to our segments? Yes, we the, can. This this week, we've decided to go with something of note, take, a Tim's take, if you will, and I'm not just a parent because Rachel says she's been holding on to I'm not just a parent. Mine is going to be incredibly boring, but hers will be very exciting, I think, so hold on. But let's start with something of note. Who goes first? I think I do. Oh, okay, great. My something of note is that, yeah, this is something of note. It's both a high and a low. Yeah, that's exactly what this segment's for. Oliver. No, I say that encouragingly. Like, you're really nailing it. <laughs> I felt really sarcastic. <laughs> I wasn't. That was actually sincere. <laughs> this is a problem we routinely have. I do have a kind of a sarcastic sense of humor, but I also sometimes, I say sarcastic things and the sincere things in the same tone of voice so sometimes it's hard to distinguish when i'm being loving and when i'm not exactly in this case i was i was being supportive well thank you my highs and lows with oliver this week are that he makes for early nights early bedtimes for (laughs) everyone in the family not Mm -hmm. just for him and some nights i think that's really great because hey i get to be home by 7 p.m and get Oliver ready for bed. And then I have multiple hours before I have to go to bed and I just get to watch TV. And if I was hanging out with people and I was tired, what a great excuse to get to come home and just watch TV. Yep, It's lovely. Eat some ice cream, snuggle into some blankets. Sounds like a dream. (laughs) It is. That's what I'm saying. And then other nights, I'm having a great time out with people or family or whatever. Matthew's shaking his head. Why are you shaking your head? 
It doesn't compare to the dream. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I'm having a great time. And now Oliver has declared it is bedtime and we have to go home. And it's just a little sad because I want to keep going. And you really can't force that on a crying baby. He's just done. And we haven't quite mastered the art. We've never tried completely of putting him down somewhere else yet. At this point, it just hasn't been worth it. And with COVID and everything, we're mostly outside anyway. So we haven't attempted it. I I both mourn and love early nights because of Oliver. So are, are there particular examples of both this week? No. <laughs> well, we had a Halloween get together in which I would have loved to keep going. Okay. With friends and having a good time. And then, I mean, we had some friends visiting and it was nice. Not that we were going to be out because of COVID, but it was nice just to have an excuse to like snuggle in at the end of the night, all just hang out and chat and watch TV. And it didn't feel like this pressure to come up with something to do in the evenings. Yeah. So it was a little bit of both. Nice. Give me your... My something of note. Something of note. (laughs) You know, I think this week has been a little bit all over the place we've had friends visit which has been great this morning as we record my grandma passed away which was sad and incorporates lots of emotions my grandma had dementia and so she'd been on a long journey and this was the conclusion of it so there's lots of emotions there so there was the sweetness today of we got to hang out with them for an hour and a half my parents and oliver brought some joy so that's a delightful thing as a parent when you have someone that you bring with you that just sort of instantly lights up a room but i think because of that like i just feel a little bit fragmented or because of all of it it's just been a unique week and so my something of note is just he had his four-month appointment that's the fair end. that's not really to the end i mean i was also impressed i was surprised at his reaction to his shots which he had two of and he wailed but then he settled down quite quickly and he did great we gave him tylenol once and then he was fine I was talking to someone this week who then asked me the next day, and I won't name names here, but she asked me, how did you do with the two-month shots? At which I said, well, I just kind of laughed at him because he was being so ridiculous. He was so dramatic, and he wasn't being poked anymore, and it was quick and over. And she was saying that her husband, when their child had their two-month shot, it was the dad who needed comforting. Like, he was crying. Oh, It was so broken no. down. And I thought, hmm. This takes me back to the title of a previous episode. I don't think I'm a psychopath. But I but did think, I wow, am. I really did not have that reaction to Oliver. So. I don't either. I did cry last week when he was having other issues and he was clearly hurting. But the shot, I'm like, I know what that feels like. It's not fun, but you'll be okay, kid. Like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. And he was. And he's doing good. And he's gaining weight and doing all those things right. So we're grateful for that. Let's move on to the take part of the show. So this week, one of my friends that came out, Shelby, who just realized that we recorded more than one episode (laughs) of this podcast, because that's how podcasts work. So listeners, listen, if you're hearing this episode, congratulations. You know that we recorded more than one episode, but your friends might not. So you might want to tell someone. So feel free to share. Yep. So Shelby was partly out here to visit and see Oliver and see me, all these things. But also because she is an amazing photographer, shout out, and she was going to come out and take some pictures of our family during the season, which is super fun because we really haven't had any, I never did a maternity shoot because of COVID and I also wasn't 
wanting one, but that didn't happen. We didn't. I, I did a paternity shoot. It was a series of <laughs> selfies, topless selfies. Oh, no <laughs> one wants that. Uh, <laughs> so Shelby t- came to take photos because we didn't get maternity shoots. We didn't get newborn shoots. And I really wanted, I remember thinking before I had Oliver, babies really get cute around like the three month mark. Like, man, if I can just make it to the three month mark, I will think my kid is cute. That's when, again, to quote my friend Lucas, they move from looking creaturely to looking more like little children. And they he totally does now. Very true. I don't know exactly all the pieces of why, but he does. And so Shelby came out and took pictures. And it was a super fun experience, but it is also, man, a lot of pressure. I remember literally waking up the night before Shelby got here, or which was the night before photos, in the middle of the night. It's 2 a.m., and we, just because of the way scheduling worked, had his four-month appointment the morning of when Shelby was coming and then pictures. And I woke up at 2 a.m. the night before and was like, this is the stupidest thing. We need to move his doctor's appointment, which I recognize. <laughs> did I go onto the app and look and when we could reschedule his appointment? Yes, I did. In the middle of the night? You yes, didn't tell I me did. this. I did just casually float. What do you think about switching his appointment? And you're like, oh, no, it'll be fine. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that conversation. And because I was like, I want good pictures. There's a lot of pressure. This is maybe one of the only times that we get a really good photographer to take pictures of him at this age. And I want them to go well. And like, I don't know. It's just. It's a lot of pressure to get family photos. And it ended up working out fine because he did recover from the shots fairly well. Shelby was able to, like, get hopefully some good shots. We actually haven't seen any yet, but I trust her photography skills. And, yeah. Wait, I I just want to back up because I obviously felt none of this pressure. Why did you feel so much pressure? Because if he's screaming the whole two hours that we're supposed to be taking pictures... And we have no good photos of him from this season. But we have smartphones. We have so many photos I of him. I know, but they're not photos of our family. There, There's one set of pictures of the three of us. <laughs> and Oliver looks like the king of England when he's 50 years old. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't smiling in that photo. But. Exactly. <laughs> he looks like he's ready to lead them into war. And that's not the photo I went hanging in my wall for the next 10 years. See, I think this this just brings up a classic familial difference. It doesn't occur to me that we're going to print photos and put these on our walls because we are the people living in the house. But your family has a strong tradition of printing out photos. Yes, and so it will at least be on my parents' living room walls. And so do you want every time we visit to see that picture of us? <laughs> no, I probably, do not. It probably wouldn't bother me that much. It would bother me. probably would laugh. So, Family photos... I feel a lot of pressure, partly because of the way my family uses photos, the way I would like to use photos sometimes, and just to capture this moment in time. There will never just be the three of us at this age for him, and I want a quality picture to represent that. Well, I'm sure you, I'm sure you got them. You I'm sure great. too. He was a champ. He was. All right, here's my take. It's very simple, but it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. It blows my mind that babies don't have thoughts that in other words they don't have language so they can't think with language like we do and if you really start thinking about that what a fascinating existence that they're just all instinctual 
even when they're doing something that you and I would express in words like, oh, I want to put this in my mouth, they're just instinctively wanting to do it and trying to do it. When they get upset, they're not thinking, oh, I'm upset about this. It's just an amazing thing. I should have done some research prior to this segment because I then started thinking, when do kids start having, or when do we think? Didn't you look it up the other week and it was six months or something? How could it be six months? They don't. I don't. Well, you were talking about when they first have conscious thought. I think you were talking to your other husband. (laughs) No, (laughs) you definitely looked up because we had this conversation. Well, I guess it all depends what you mean by conscious thought. I mean, clearly, I think he's conscious. He's trying to do things, but. Those were your words, not mine. So don't come at me. Maybe the other husband. But I just think that's fascinating. It is that you said that one like, oh, yeah, he doesn't have thoughts yet. And I was like, what? And of course, yes, you're right. Mostly. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Pediatric psychologists come at us. I'm ready to learn about this. But yeah, I can't. I have not stopped thinking about that. I mean, you know how you've been thinking about it with language and thoughts. Yes, he couldn't do that. I'm not disagreeing. No, I know you're not disagreeing. I'm just adding to the mind-blowing nature of this. It's very curious. Hmm? There's a little science take. Or maybe a, it could be a pseudoscience take, but it just seems to me he likely does not have thoughts and language. We're not in a baby geniuses situation, which if you haven't seen that movie, I can't recommend it because I watched it only when I was a kid, but it really stuck with me. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. What's your amazing I'm not just a parent? It's hold not- on, hold on. Can I go first? Because I've not been saving mine. Sure, go ahead. Okay, mine is very simple. Book darts. <laughs> this is boring. Well, it's not that boring. Listener, are you someone who likes to take notes in books or takes notes out of books or likes to borrow books and so therefore you can't take notes? Step on up, book darts. These are amazing little devices that you put on the pages They kind of slide. It's kind of hard to explain. We will link in the show notes, obviously. But you can slide them over a page. They point to an exact paragraph, and then you can come back later. They're removable. They leave no mark on the page. And this tells you maybe the state of this week because for my I'm not just a parent. I just started looking around where I was sitting, and it just so happens I have some book darts to my left. So they're great for reading, note-taking, that kind of thing. Book darts. Check, Check them out. Use code Matt Loves Books for ten percent <laughs> off. Wish. Our I sponsor, wish. Book Darts. Yeah, did I look up Amazon's affiliate program to see if I should sign up for Book Darts? Yes, but then I realized none of you are going to buy Book Darts. Just in my dreams, they are great. I do love them. I will second that recommendation. Thank you. What's your I'm not just parent? Okay, I've just been saving it two weeks because last week we didn't use this format, and Matt and I used to have kind of the coup of all eating out coups is when we went to Chipotle, we would get a veggie bowl. This is sad. Which means that you get free guac already because you don't get meat. So you get guac. Then we would get the bowl and ask for a tortilla on the side, which you could order on the app. And then if we would go in to pick up the order, we would ask for a second tortilla and then we'd both get a burrito out of the one veggie bowl, which was just enough because that's a lot of food that they put in those bowls. It was perfect. And we usually get like a side of chips or something. I was providing musical backup, but then the explanation went way longer than I thought it was going to be. But keep going because this has now come to an end. Yes. So this was a very cheap under $10 meal for us. It was perfect. But now 
I went on the other week to order our regular meal and it said I couldn't reorder it off the Chipotle app. And I was like, what's going on? Turns out they have now started charging for the tortillas. They are on to us and have ruined our scheme. Now you have to pay 25 cents per tortilla. Only per tortilla. Per tortilla. That's That's impressive. Per tortilla. The only upside is that now one of us doesn't have to awkwardly ask the person who has already made our meal, can you give us one more tortilla, please, and don't charge us? Thank you. Yeah. Which we always kind of argued about who had to do that. So, you know, pluses and minuses of life. Yeah, so unfortunately, that's not actually a piece of advice. It's just informing you. It's sort of a PSA. I mean, it's still a good deal. Like, we still two meals out of one meal. And plus it, a dollar. Plus a dollar now. Yeah. We just used to save that dollar. Could have gotten a McDonald's drink with that dollar. A large, even, because they're all a dollar. That's a, that's a bonus PSA. Cool. Well, Oliver's awake. I mean, this episode has been its own unique whirlwind Welcome to 2020. Welcome to 2020, I guess. Uh, Oliver's awake. We're going to go attend to him. I don't have anything else. you have anything else? That's it. Say hi to your mom. You're telling the listeners to go say hi to your mom? No, I was telling you. Like, that's the thing that people do sometimes when they're on the air. They're like, hi, mom. But also, listeners. Wow, that joke did not land. (laughs) With you. With you, obviously. Listeners, say hi to your mom. On that note, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that... For this week, oh. is your doomsday. <laughs>